0: I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa.
1: Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben White from Botswana.
2: Jim Panton from Edinburgh in
1: Scotland.
0: I'm Lisa Brigno from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kivinji from Nairobi, Kenya.
1: I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seipenstein from Vrucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Perry. Welcome on to the next edition of Run with Coach Perry. My name is Brad Brown. It's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us today and thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. It is massively, massively appreciated. I asked last week if you do get anything out of this podcast. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, we would be massively appreciated. We have had a couple come through uh, and keep them coming. It definitely uh, helps us and we see it. Every time we get reviews, we get a bit of uh, a bump in our listenership and that's because uh, all of these podcast platforms, the more positive reviews you get, uh, the more people they put you in front of. So, If you want to help us and uh, give some back to this podcast, uh, that's one way you can do it. It doesn't cost you anything. It takes you just a couple of seconds, and it really helps us immensely. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, it would be massively, massively appreciated. We've got another one of our fly-on-the-wall coaching sessions on today's podcast. Uh, we're joined by Coach Marcus Van Nikak, uh, our running coach, and we are going to be chatting uh, to Lisa Krumnikal, who is based in Johannesburg, Midrion, I think. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to be chatting about her uh, experience and uh, what she's what she's been training for and, and what she needs help Help with that's all coming up on today's show. Also, another chance for you to win thanks to Biogen. Uh, we are giving away three months' access to the Coach Parry online training club as well as a Biogen hamper. And all you need to do is use that hashtag Biogen Journey on the social medias, and you could be a winner. We'll announce the winner at the end of today's show. Welcome on to this edition of Run, and we head to Midrand, uh, just north of Johannesburg and just south of Pretoria uh today and we catch up with lisa krumichel who uh, lisa welcome on to run it's great to great to have you on it's uh yeah i I love these chats because we get to chat to people within our community and uh, thanks for joining us today
0: thank you so much brad
1: lisa let's before we dive into uh, our chat with marcus and, and let me just say how's it to marcus while we we on the subject marcus uh g'day to you as well how's it
2: brad hey lisa hi
1: marcus lisa let's let's talk a little bit about your sort of running history and, and your, your sort of backgrounds. How how long have you been running and what got you into the sport?
0: Um, probably running on and off for the last 10, 15 years. I used to come from a cycling background, but uh, you go through phase and then you're over it and then you try to find something else and then you run and then you think, okay, let me go back to cycling. So... There's always something going on, and
1: currently it's running. Do do you still ride a bit as well, or is it just running at the moment? No, it's it's purely running. And and, and I'm guessing part of that is just from a time factor. It's just uh, there's just not enough hours in the day to get everything done.
0: Definitely time and also, I think, a safety aspect at this point in time. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Living in, living in Joburg, it's not the, the easiest of places to, to cycle. Uh, it, it, often it's a, a case of you need to hop in the car and head to the cradle or head south to Sakebos Run. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, time doesn't always allow for that. And, and, and talk to me about life outside of running. I know you, you've got a little one. Uh, what do you do for a living? And, and tell me a little bit about, about what you do. And
0: quality control. So I'm the quality manager at a manufacturing plant. Um, otherwise, I'm pretty much an outdoorsy person. We water ski, windsurf, hike, go on, on a lot of holidays, travel internationally. That's pretty much it.
1: And, and from a running perspective, what are what are some of the goals? What are you what are you hoping to achieve in your in your running career?
0: Think comrades obviously for a lot of runners the big goal. And then just improve on overall, improve on your running experience. I think the the biggest thing I would love to do is run a bull run. Do a couple of trail runs. Yeah, I think that's that's it for now. Let's hey, see what comes next.
1: Have you run a comrades before?
0: Yes, I did last year.
1: So so you're going back for your back to back this year? I am. N- not too long to go now. How, how are you feeling ahead of it?
0: I'm feeling great actually right now. But you know, it might change within 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> As it does in the, in the final run into comrades.
0: Runner's doubt, runner's strategy. Every time I think of how my strategy is going to be, it changes 25 times. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm glad we we've, we've got you on this call because it's not too long to go now and I'm sure we can we can solidify it and hopefully it's one that will last until Comrades and then get you through race day as well. Marcus, uh let, let me bring you in here as well. I know you've got the the questionnaire that we normally send to to all our athletes when we when we do these sorts of one-on-one calls. So so you've got uh, Lisa's sort of running background uh, in front of you. Your initial thoughts before we get into some some Q&A and uh, and and help Lisa sort um, yeah, of Yeah, well,
2: I just had a look at your <laughs> Sorry, Brad.
1: No, no, no. Before we help Lisa sort of put a put a plan in place.
2: Yeah. So I think first and foremost, um, I think this 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 obviously it's great having a chat to to athletes um, like Lisa, but it makes it tricky. So so few weeks out for from from comrades. But I think um, I mean, if there's one thing that you can get from this call is if I take. Um, some of your past running um, information, as well as your your most recent time trial that you did, which you said you you ran a was that a thirty seven minute over eight kilometers?
0: No, I ran a thirty five. My last year I ran a seven, and then this year, now a couple of weeks back, I ran a thirty
2: five. Oh, okay. Sorry, Can't you put thirty seven. Yeah, uh, was that the okay? Okay, so a couple of weeks back you did a thirty five, but before that it was yes. thirty seven, right? Yes. Okay, awesome. So I just quickly need to recalculate that. But um, sorry, Brad, I'm just going to go just keep the momentum here. Yeah? Um, so with regards to, to what you're capable of then, um, I see uh, you wanted to do a 940 at Comrades this year.
0: Well, I did a 940 last year. Okay. So technically I would have to improve and the distance is four kilometers shorter. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, tell so me.
0: definitely – definitely a lot
2: less. Okay, perfect. And what was your qualifying time last year? Also Sorry, just
0: 356 uh, three or 3 356
2: or 358. Okay. Somewhere okay. around there. 100%. And then do I have my facts right if your current um, your your current BB for this year for a marathon is 359? At the Irene Ultra?
0: Yes. Yeah, but I wasn't racing at that, I st- wasn't it.
2: Okay, okay, no, that's fine. So that, not was, that, was,
0: that, was, that was just, yeah.
2: Okay, perfect. So um, I don't know if you'll be able to recall what your, what your time trial times were like more or less last year this time, but just to put things into perspective, if I take that 35 minutes that you said you did um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you on par for a sub-330 marathon, okay? And that'll definitely allow you to go sub-940 on Comrades, granted that everything goes well on race day. Um, it's very important that, obviously, you need to um, focus on what went well last year and, obviously, try and exclude the things that didn't work for you. Um, do you still have one um, last long run left?
0: No. Um no, I have a three and a half hour run left.
2: Okay, okay, but well, that's perfect. And Tommy, is there is there anything in those runs that, that that's bugging you, or are you are you very comfortable in what you're doing there?
0: So, from a feeling aspect, I'm really feeling great on my runs at the moment. Yes. Um, the only concern, or I don't know if it's a concern, I ran on a very high heart rate at the on my sixty long run.
1: Okay,
2: And
0: it wasn't bugging me and it wasn't a problem, but looking back on the stats, I go, you know, maybe I'm running on a too high a heart rate, which could possibly be a problem at Comrade's.
2: Okay. And tell me, what was the average pace with that? Uh,
0: I finished an average of 6.20.
2: Okay. Taking it really easy. Um, If we we work on that 35-minute, 8-kilometer that you did, um I mean the 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 basis that I've calculated here for you your your recovery runs can be anything between a 535 to a 6 minutes yes definitely. your long runs 458 to 5 45 yeah and then your easy runs 455 to about a 530 um the the, the, the well I'll put it this way did you have any other symptoms maybe flu like symptoms or anything in that line that maybe uh you know pushed up your heart rate a bit no okay perfect and and Lisa, just um on which program are you currently? Are you on on one of the the time based programs? Yes, on the sub ten I presume
0: yeah,
2: okay, perfect, and everything's been going according to plan there
0: actually i have and I'm, I've been tracking I've been tracking improvements on all my distances okay, so from on the twenty one I had the improvement on the time trial, I had the improvement on that sixty long run, I and mean, it wasn't a race, but I still had an improvement.
2: That's awesome. Okay. So, so the improvements are definitely um, coming through, which is great. So, yes. um, I don't know if you look, like I said, once again, it's tricky with so, for, so few weeks left before race day. But I don't know if you want to take down the bases that I gave you earlier, um, just to, um, just for reference purposes. It'll just, um, help you if you haven't been, if, well, if the paces that you've been running on is, is way different to this. And you try and run with these new paces, then and it's difficult. Having said that, then rather stick to the old paces. But if it's similar and it, and it just um, narrows down the the, the, um, the pacing zones, if I can call it that, um, and and makes you it makes your training a slight bit more efficient for the last four weeks leading into race day or before we you hit that last week's taper, then I think it will obviously be. Give me those
0: paces again. I didn't write them down. Sorry.
2: No worry. No worry. Um, so your recovery run pace should be between a five, uh, five thirty-seven and a six minutes. mm
0: mm-hmm.
2: Long run, your four fifty-eight to five forty-five.
0: Yeah.
2: And your easy four fifty-five to five thirty. Now those are big brackets. So um, and I don't and and I don't mind at all if one runs at the upper end of that bracket. Um, Another nice thing to to always use as cross reference is your heart rate, um, but I find especially with ladies um, over the age of thirty five, they tend to um, their heart rates tend to be slightly higher. But what I generally do uh, follow as a rule of thumb, it's called the math method. So you do one hundred and eighty minus your minus your age, and that should be your average heart rate after easy runs. So in my case, my average heart rate needs to be one forty five. Yeah. Okay. But
0: no, I'm so, also on, so I would also be a 145. I was reading up on it. Okay. And then, but then there was also a podcast from Lindsay about, you know, not relying too much on your heart rate zone, especially during Comrades.
2: I know, but that's during the race because obviously as you start, okay, so as you start running, um, you'll start sweating. And the majority of your blood is made up of water. So the more you sweat, the less blood, in theory, you have in your system. So your heart rate tends to go higher and higher because it needs to work harder to circulate the less blood you have in your system. So that's what they call cardiac drift, or that's where the term comes from. So okay. your heart rate generally tends to – the, the, the graft tends to pick up. Your heart rate becomes higher at the same or even less effort than you would have two, two hours before. So it just makes sense to to, to not pay um, too much attention to your heart rate, especially during um, you know runs, I'd say, more than four hours. And obviously, you'll be way over that come comrades.
1: Okay
2: Perfect. Um, so yeah I think with regards to your to your most recent time trial um, like I said it's definitely on par for not for a 330 marathon and and that that should comfortably um, get you to a to a, a, a sub 940. Um, what was your strength and what was your weakness in last year's race?
0: Um, my strength was the last 20 kilometers.
2: Wow, okay. Did you run a, a, a faster pace over the last 10, 20 kilometers?
0: Uh, my, the last 20 kilometers actually were my closest to my fastest splits.
2: Wow.
1: Wow, okay. Maybe but I had a major dip
0: between 50 and 60.
1: Okay. Lisa, if I can just ask you a question: there. Why do you think those those last twenty k's were so strong? I mean, looking back at your race, did you did you find that you started really conservatively that allowed you to run that at the end? Or what what do you think it was?
0: Do you know what? In my club, we're actually quite competitive. So, and it was, and I was running with a with a whole bunch of club members who we were actually really nicely paced, and we trained for a long time together. And it was the living fear of getting dropped by them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a beautiful story.
0: <laughs> and I, I, I promise you, I was so scared that they are going to drop me. So I said, okay, I'm not going to walk anymore. I'm not going to stop and say hello to everyone. I'm just going to keep running. And then when they catch me, because I'm so tired, they will catch me. And I just kept running, running, running. And
2: they never caught you.
0: And they never caught me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that. What a cool story. Thanks. One day when I'm big, I want to tell a story like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you, Stuart, oh, it's different factors. You're in a good space and then you start running again. And I had great support along the way. So I knew my partner and my little one were going to be at the finish line. And that was, in essence, my drive. Okay. And to get over with it.
1: <laughs> just, to, just to have it done, <laughs> as they as they say in South Africa, you were khatful
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> as many of us are, and and weakness. What do you what do you think you struggled with on race day last year?
0: <sighs> okay, so I, I I wasted a lot of energy. There was a lot of you know what. There's always so much chatting in the beginning. And then you don't have a consistent pace because you're running with a group and sometimes you run faster and then you walk and then you see so many people that you want to greet because, in essence, they're there to support you and you want to give them, you know, a heads up, some time of your day. And it's actually a lot of time wasting.
2: From when to when was that? From which kilometers? From the start? To oh,
0: no, the whole, the whole comrades. Okay. I stopped quite. Okay. A, I stopped quite a lot. So I saw my partner about twelve times. So that's twelve hugs.
2: <laughs> okay. <sighs> yeah. So so look. I mean that that in a in a in a way is actually look. You can turn that into a, into a really big positive as opposed to being a negative. Yes. Um Instead of stopping, I mean he can run f- fifty steps with you. Um, but but what I'm what I'm trying to get to is seeing seeing people that you love or. or, or Someone that obviously you, you, you want to see that person next to the route. It obviously gives you en- energy, and that, the more it absolutely does. So they're both back on the side of the road this year. Okay, perfect. But I mean, like I said, it doesn't need to be a stop. But having said that, it, it could also be that your legs just had a had a nice um, short break um, twelve times during the route, where it should well, where, where it, um, well, if he wasn't there, it wouldn't have happened. So instead of taking walk breaks, you just had a little stop exchanged a few words, and then you moved on. That in itself it's, is also a little... Um, a I beg your pardon?
0: It's very possible. I think it's from one, comrades, you can't always draw those 100% conclusions. Like yeah, I'm yeah. too novice for that probably.
2: What, did you go out and, and try to run a specific time um, last year? No. Okay. So, so maybe, at the, the morning off, I wasn't something.
0: feeling 100%. I was a little bit tight in my hamstrings, so we just said, do you know what, let's just go out easy and... But it was definitely a sub 10. I wasn't going to budge on anything else.
2: Okay, perfect. Yeah, I've got a gut feeling that you'll be able to go well under that. Um, so the only, the the only pity is that you, that you weren't able to, to run, um, a hard marathon to get close to that 330 marker, because I think that would have been a, a, a very big mental boost for you. But, um, look, if you want to go out on the, I don't know, definitely the sub-10 bus um, or even the 930 bus. I wouldn't – you know, I'm I'm very – you know cautious to make suggestions like that, because I actually said it on the forum the other day um these buses only work for some people um for me, I'm sorry to say it, but they're super annoying because I can't like I just want to have my it's my race, and I don't want people around me singing and cheering and look it's like seeing people next to the road that you want to see, but sometimes you just want some peace and quiet you just want to focus on your pacing if I want to take a walk break, I take a walk break i don't want to be yeah. I don't want to walk when someone else feels okay now the whole group needs to take a walk yeah. but I mean you you must just really um, be clever about the way you, you you approach your race because based on the stuff that you've submitted on your online questionnaire, um, you should be able to run well under nine forty. And the the more calculating you approach this race, the better. Um, but also keep in mind that races races change and so does race plans or strategies. Um, I always tell my athletes there will come a time in the race where you're. Your pacing chart will probably become insignificant and you will need to then adapt and say, okay, right. I'm so far in. This is the time. This is what I need to do to, to, to get to my goal. What am I going to do? So for me, last year, I said 24 kilometers left. I'm going to walk for one minute for every kilometer mark I get. And I had to make sure that my pace, um, including with that one minute walk was still around a one, a 525, 530, um, in order to achieve my goal and, luckily i managed to do that but you're really going to have to be um, i always tell my athletes they need to be in the moment so you are well i'm sure you've experienced it but there comes a time in, in any endurance race where stuff tends to become a blur and not many people are able to still be in the moment um and and be able to adapt their the um race strategy so that's just one thing that you possibly need to to um, to keep into consideration or take into consideration
0: So from, from my, from my long run that was now at a pace of 620 and I actually felt really great. I could have continued running if I had to, not that I wanted to, but you know, if it, if it was another 10, 20 or 30, I probably could have done for it. Does that mean I could go out at an average of 620 for the first 60 kilometers and at 60 kilometers, see how I feel and then
2: Look, if if you go out on a six twenty, you are on par for nine ten. Okay. Okay. Um I always I always say that if for me it's better to go out slightly slower yeah, I, and control the process to the end.
1: Marcus, very if, if I can just jump in there as well. Lisa the up run's very different to the down run. And in, in my suppose, yeah. in my experience, the first sixty K's are what make and break your comrades. And if you err on the side of, of caution in the first 60, if you can get to the top of Inchanga, and I say this all the time, if you can get to the top of Inchanga feeling you're not going to feel great, but if you're feeling okay and you can run, if your legs are still feeling good, you can make up so much time from 60Ks to the bottom of poly shorts because it's it's really nice, gentle running. And the reason people hate that part of the race is because they've blown their comrades in the first 60Ks. They've gone out way too hard thinking they're going to try and make up some time so that they've got it in the bank for later on in the race. And if if you can... Yeah, if you can if you can start out slightly more conservative and get to that point in the race, I tell you what, not many people will pass you from the top of Inchanga. What what kilometre mark is that? It's about sixty.
0: So with that, so now only the thing is, so now okay, that's fine, but that means I only have twenty seven kilometres left. I don't uh, know if I'll be able to up the pace to a six minutes a k from a six thirty then.
2: Yeah, but the the risk that you the risk that you face, Lisa, is that if you if you overcook it ever so slightly, and the thing is, you don't really realize it because the the major the majority of the climbing happens in the first twenty eight kilometers, and mm. that's, the, that's the beauty of the Comrades route is that you feel so fresh and you you overcooking it not and you don't really realize it. Until you go past the, 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 well, until you go. Until you hit Njanga. So that's 40, (laughs) Njanga is 43 kilometers in, and that's about 44 to go. So, so it's, it's just, just short, short of the um, halfway mark, or let's call it the halfway mark. And I'll tell you what, um, if you, if you, if you didn't take it, uh, well, didn't approach the the first 28 kilometers with caution, then you, you, the chances are you're going to pay for it later in the race. So if I were you, I'd, I'd go out, even at a, even at a 6:30 pace. That's a 9:24 um, uh, uh, total time. I can time live pace. with
0: that. I beg your pardon? I can live with that.
2: Yeah, so if you go out on that, and then trust me, if you, I think where the most people lose their time is going up little polys and polys. Because <laughs> once you get there, your legs feel the way they do. It, it doesn't look like a hill, it looks like a wall. Um, and if you can get there in the shape that, or in a condition where you can still, implement a a, a firm run walk strategy or even you know just have one or two planned walks in that long climb and then it's slide or the downhill from once you once you go over the top of polys, it's mostly downhill you've got a few rolling hills and then you then you then it's home time and i'll tell you what i've always said this if you control the process from the beginning to the end and what i mean by that is starting slightly slower as opposed to starting slightly faster, but then the, after a while, the process starts controlling you, you've got absolutely no saying what you or how you want to finish because you're just going to have to nurse yourself home. Whereas if you start slightly more conservative, especially on comrades' uprun, um, okay. plus me, you're going to thank yourself for it later in the race. Okay.
0: But a 6.30 for 9.24, I think that's – okay, no, that's that doesn't – that's, that sits okay with me. That sits quite nicely with
1: you. Yeah, at least. And, and if you do that first, I, I mean, what Marcus was saying, that I think in Chunga, the bottom of Inchanga, is when you come out of, once you've gone through Drummond and you start climbing, that's just past the halfway. But to the top of yeah. Inchunga, it's, it's, it's a long, I mean, that's a long climb out of that valley. And, and if you can get there feeling good, I'm telling you, I mean, my experience in, and, and the one I always talk about was 2013 when it was really hot, uh, on that uprun. It was terrible, but I was helping a mate through who hadn't done much mileage. And I was running much slower than I would have generally been running. And we got to the top of Inchanga, and I was feeling fantastic. And I only realized how hectic it was after the race when, when I realized how many people didn't finish because of the heat. And I think the reason we had such a good day that day is because we paced that first half perfectly. We started out slower than what we ordinarily would have. And I tell you what, it paid us back in spades in the second half of the race.
0: And just quickly tell me on the variances. Obviously, we talk six. You know, the whole thing of averaging is actually I find it quite tricky. So a six thirty average, do I vary between a a six and a seven, a, a five fifty and a six forty minute? Okay, how do I get to that perfect six thirty without having those big variances in my pace?
2: So I think it also that's that's what I spoke about earlier, where where you're going to get to a point in the race. And you're going to need to adapt your your strategy or your plan from, let's say, from 60 to 87 kilometers, or 7 to 70, to wherever you are in the race to say that okay, right, I'm either a few seconds be, before schedule or ahead of schedule, or I'm a few mm. seconds behind schedule. So you need to adapt in and say, listen, am I going to do the downhill slightly faster because it's no use. You know chasing yourself up or, or trying to make up for lost time on the uphills, um, but it's also obviously risky doing it on the downhills. But when you can steal a few seconds per kilometer, if you are behind schedule, um, the pacing chart that I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, I think Lindsay will have pacing charts at the Expo again this year, but but those should take the the the, the different heels into account, um, and the, the different or the or the five big climbs into so, um. Yeah, I know it's tricky um, because you also need to take into consideration how much time you're going to take to cross the line. One can never be able to, to give you the exact time that you're going to do that, but it's definitely something that you're going to have to adapt during your run. And, and um, you, what I just normally do, I just have an average pace um, visible somewhere on my watch on one of the data screens. Yeah. And then I just need to, to plan my, the rest of my run according to that.
1: Lisa, what I'll do as well is I will get Lindsay to... Uh, I think the pacing charts have been done already because they've been sent to Comrades to get uh, made because they're selling for charity at the expo. But yes. I will get the actual... uh uh, digital versions from Lindsay and I will pop them up on the platform like we did for the two oceans ones so they'll be under the shared files folder uh, in the in the platform uh, I can't make any promises how long it's going to take but I'll try and get it up there in the next week or two as soon as I get it from Lindsay and then that will be able to give you because Mark, what Marcus said is is each segment takes into account what the terrain is like so obviously that stretch from the bottom of uh, the bottom of Fields Hill right to the top of Bothers Hill you're going to slow down because there's some major major climbing there and that does sort of come or get taken into account on those pacing charts. So that'll definitely help as well.
0: Awesome. Because, I mean, I've, so I read a lot, and I watch a lot of podcasts, and your know, Google takes over, <laughs> and I've seen the pace charts, and it's just they expect you to maintain that pace up all the hills. I, go, just, I just won't be able to do it, which means I'll have to run really fast.
1: Yeah, Lisa, one of the one of the big issues too, and, and we saw this at, at Two Oceans, people are following a coach's training program and then they come to Lindsay for a pacing chart or vice versa. They're following one of Lindsay's uh pay, uh or, or they're following another uh, or following Lindsay's program and they go to someone else for a pacing chart. So the entire picture is written with a certain philosophy in mind. So my suggestion would be if you're following one of our training programs, use Lindsay's pacing yep. charts and that'll definitely then get you sort of on the right pace into what you've been training for, what you've been used to, and, and you can just then slot that into race day. So I'll make sure that that happens okay awesome cool Lisa unfortunately we are out of time we've got another call cool scheduled, but I've thoroughly enjoyed that chat and I think it was an important one to talk about particularly now getting that sort of race strategy in place we've also got a comrades webinar coming up on this coming Monday we're going to be talking more about that and then the one that happens two weeks out from comrades race day we talk specifically about race day and how to sort of pace your race what you need to do from a strategy perspective you're not going to want to miss out on that one as well so thanks for your time today best of luck in the final run in uh, and yeah we look forward to to, to see how you go on race day
0: uh, thanks so much guys and good luck with your running as well
1: thanks so much Lisa good chatting and that's a wrap thank you very much to Marcus and Lisa for joining us on this podcast Uh, and thank you to you for listening before I go though just uh, this week's winner and uh, it's a fantastic message that was posted on Facebook and it's from Gabby Turin Gabby saying she's feeling motivated with Lindsay Parry which is awesome she says this year my training for comrades has been completely different to what I've done for the past seven years Uh, after a crappy oceans and very tiring last long run I was starting to doubt whether I was up for comrades this year or next I listened to the lady uh, Lindsay Parry podcast about where are you right now and decided to take a week out from training and doubting. Yesterday was a small pre-work uh, warm-up trot and today I did the Durban club run Wow, what a difference. Uh, A little stepping back did. Not only did I feel heaps better, but my comrade's head switch flicked on, and yes, I may not be in the best, uh, it may not be the best one this year, but I'm going to enjoy it and get that tiny medal. So anyone that's going through the same patch of doubt, for whatever reason, sometimes a little break from it all is just what you need. Go grab your medal and stomp the doubt. Hashtag Biogen Journey. Gabby, thank you so much for sharing that, and I think that's something we all need to hear sometimes. Uh, As much as a race like Comrades, or whatever it is you're training for, if it's uh, a marathon or if it's your first 10k, the training can get very overwhelming. And sometimes just taking a day or two or seven uh, away from the sport and just clearing your head makes the world of difference. You're not going to lose any fitness. Uh, It's not going to impact whether you get your goal or not. But coming into an event like that mentally fresh uh, is going to make the world a difference. So Gabby, well done! I think that's amazing, and I think you're going to have. Uh, I think you might, may surprise yourself. You, you're going to have a great comrades this year. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, we'll be in touch to get your prize to you. And don't forget, if you are running comrades just like Gabby is, uh, make sure you check out the last of our comrades online seminars. Uh, it's happening just a couple of days time. All you need to do is head over to coachparry.com/webinar uh, to register. It's free, uh, and you are going to get a ton out of it, particularly. Uh, If you're worried about uh, what to do on race day, we're going to be talking all about race day management in this one, okay? So definitely check it out. That's coachparry.com forward slash webinar. Until next time, from myself, Brad Brown, Marcus, and the rest of the team here at Coach Parry, thank you so much for joining us. We'll chat soon.